around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, you can find us at terrymize.com and terrymizeministries.org. We are just thrilled and honored to talk to you, and we believe God and pray ahead of time that what we say will be by the Holy Ghost and help somebody. And so we are thrilled that you're there today, and we have an opportunity to minister to you and share with you the good things that we feel like the Holy Ghost has given to us. You know, we've got some great things um, up on our website and more to come here as we close out the year. This is Terry's 50th year of the ministry, and uh, we are doing a lot of things to um, accommodate that ministry in a way that will uh, spotlight some things that we believe will help you and know more about the ministry that you listen to, that you've invested in many of you, and then to give you a hope and an expectation of what God is about to do in the earth. If God's done this for 50 years for Terry, what is the Lord doing and about to do in the earth today through all of us? So uh, we want to talk to you about some of that today, and I wanted to do a program that talks about um, how Terry has prayed. I've been married to Terry now for four years. I've known him for 44 years, and I've heard him pray a lot of prayers. And um, there's not a, a day that we pull out of the driveway that he doesn't pray over the house and the trip and wherever we're going and how things are going to run while we're gone and and uh, where we're going on the end of the trip. And then uh, th- there's not a day that goes by that he doesn't pray over the partners and things that he's believing God for crusades and, and um, ministry-focused things that we're doing in, in uh, out-of-the-country areas. And so I wanted to talk to you um, about that today and let you hear from Terry about some of these things. And then at the end of the program, if you'll stay with us to the very end, Terry's going to pray over you and all of the areas of your investments into the kingdom of God. And we're going to believe God with you that as Psalms, I think it is 68, says God crowns the year with his bounty and in all his paths drip abundance or fatness. And so we're going to believe God that we're going to finish big and start big. Uh, finish 2018 big and and start 2019 big, and the blessing of the Lord will make rich and it will add no sorrow to it. So, um, darling, I I know you've you've just talked to us a little bit about how you've prayed over um, your crusades and things that you've gone where you've taught pastors or you were going over into an area where you're uh, going to be in a third world country um, that like we're going to be going into some of these areas uh, where there's very dangerous things that are going on uh, even in the south pacific some of the things that we're going to be doing in the spring sure that uh, we're going to savannas <clears throat> even where there's still uh, head hunters and cannibals and <laughs> sure, sure. and that kind of thing and then uh, there are some real dark places of the world that are habitations of cruelty as the word says oh absolutely and how you You've had to, this. This is something that Terry always says about the product table in our services. He said there is nothing back there on that product table that is theory. It has all been proven, and it's a lifestyle sure. that has worked for you for fifty years. Yeah, 50, so fifty years of third world missionary evangelism yeah. around the world. Yeah, and taking mm-hmm. care of your family. Sure. And provided for the salaries of a staff, and looked after the needs of 
tens of thousands of dollars in these crusades that you've gone. Some are upwards as high as $100,000 when you've gone into and done these mass crusades sure. and taken care of, of 2,000 pastors or more and right. provided for their meals to come in the daytime while you taught them and right. then the open air crusades at night. And all of the expenses that go into taking care of venue, hospitality, uh, transportation, not to mention your airline tickets for you and your team to go. Sure. So um, hotels once we get there. Well, hotels, my goodness gracious, the into the thousands of dollars, many many times, and God's done that for you, Hallelujah, for over now fifty years. Yeah, right, right, and and counting. And counting. That's the cool part. <laughs> <laughs> Still going. Yes, right, right. Well, I tell you, God's been so faithful, Renee, and of course you and Dean, you know, and, and Jackie and I have known each other for almost from the beginning of our ministry. Right, we met right. so so forty four years ago. Right. This next month, Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving of seventy four is when Isn't we that met. Something? Yeah. And so we've known each other uh, physically and spiritually. Uh, our families and our right. churches, our ministries, are all entwined and. And we've known each other intimately, and you and Dean supported us in missions for so many years, and and um, uh, that's right. And now Dean's in heaven, and Jackie's right. in heaven, and you're right. you <laughs> left the pastorate and gone into missions, and so yeah. you're you're reaping your own Who'd your own thought? the own seed that you sowed. You're you're reaping it now around the world. So, uh, but we we've we've known how each other have operated. We've right. helped each other. We've enlightened right. each other. And uh, I remember, you know, I remember sometimes we'd talk in those early, way back in the 70s, you know, we'd talk about just how to make faith work and how to make things right. work. And and I remember one time the four of us were were uh, sitting around talking and talking about faith and believing God for stuff. And I think it was you, could have been Jackie, could have been one of us, but I think it was you that said, I just get so tired of believing God for the toothpicks, you know. <laughs> that and, was me, sadly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and we just said, you know, but everything's a faith thing. You it know, is. We believe in God it for everything. It just took faith to and, everything. And, uh, and you know what? That's just not a bad lie. No, it's not. It I mean, sure is. I know one. I know one minister friend of mine that's that's independently wealthy now and just so so blessed and and uh, uh, you know and I know a lot of them, a number of them because right. the, the words worked and and things have happened that's for and, sure. and and uh, uh, blessings have come. But uh, I know one not very long ago just made the statement that that uh, he said, you know what, well, I'm just I'm just kind of bored. I mean, I don't even have to use faith anymore. I've got <laughs> I've got enough money to do what I want to do and go where right. I want to go. And right. and I've always thought that's a dangerous position. I've right. had several pastors over over these 50 years that I've right. counseled and talked to and and their church has grown and gotten big and and uh, the, the the money's always there. They've got money in the bank and all yeah. the bills paid and 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 there, there's not a struggle anymore. There's not a push anymore and it's just kind of walking there on Sunday morning. Used to be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night plus extra meetings and right. now it's just kind of Sunday morning. And so they're just, they've just flat told me, well, I'm bored. I'm, I'm bored. You know, I just see the same people every week and I've got plenty of money and I don't have to believe God for anything. And I've told them every time, I said, Pastor, that's a dangerous, dangerous really place is. to be. The, yeah. Uh, the, 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 only thing, the only thing more scary than a bored congregation is a bored pastor. No, that's right. And I said, you better come with me and go on some missions trips. You better get out where the, where the world is, out, out, where, right. out where the people are hurting, out where Jesus shed his blood for, for souls and, and people are lost and dying and going that's to hell right. and you can make a difference 
difference in their lives. You need to get out there and stop that boredom and kill that boredom. Right. Because we need That's to always, sure. always be My using goodness. faith. We never want to get to a point where we're not using faith and not believing God to do something, which is where that prayer comes in you were talking about. Right. You know, we just always right. want to be in prayer, always want to be believing God. What a wonderful thing prayer is. And you know, I, I, I heard about prayer, I guess, all my life when I was a little sure, kid. And of course, sure. I got saved at age six. If you're raising a mama, good church. My mama prayed and, and, and all the folks <laughs> right. at church prayed. And we went yes, to prayer meetings. Those and wonderful Sometimes prayers. all night long prayer meetings, yes, you know. Yes, but yes, I guess God when it really hit me about prayer is, is when I was a teenager and I and, and I think I was probably getting a sermon ready for my for my youth the the the, the youth service. Right. I, I know I was in prayer, and I know I was in prayer about uh, about the service. And uh, and I came across the scripture, or the Holy Spirit led me to the scripture where where Jesus had prayed all night. Right. And he he separated himself, went a little further, and prayed. You know, to several places there in the Bible it says, and he you know there at the Garden of Gethsemane, right. he went a little further and he prayed. He asked yeah, the disciples to pray with him, pray. and then he went a little further. He yeah. always go a little further. And that's he prayed, the and then that Boy, one time that he right prayed there. all night, and and then after John Press the Baptist on. was uh, his cousin was killed, you know, had his head cut off, then Jesus went off by himself and prayed, right. and I and then that one time when he prayed all night, and then he joined the boys in the boat, they were on the on the water, mm-hmm. and he just walked on the water to get out there to where they were, and and I think it hit me then that dear God, if Jesus had to pray, yes, <laughs> if Jesus prayed, if Jesus had to pray, to this. If Jesus uh, we prayed. probably need to pray as well. Yeah, and uh, and we and we need to spend and you know in the church we used to have altars in the church, and now of course the way we build churches and do things these days there's not an altar in the church you know people come down to the front to pray but I I've always thought you know and I think I wrote in a newsletter one time years ago I said well you know when you're when you're dedicated as a baby yeah. they bring you to the altar right <laughs> and when you come to get saved they bring you to the altar. And when you get married, they bring you to the altar. Right. And when you're dead, they bring you to the altar for the funeral. I mean, the altar should be a big, important a big, place big for a Christian. It is. And I can it remember is. many, many nights, Renee, when I was the youth leader, we had altars in our church. That went back then, right. I, that was 1966, yeah. I was 16 years old. And we had altars. We had two of them, big, big altars on each side of the church. Yeah. Well, and they had a bench in a lot of churches, you know, where people could kneel on both right, sides right. of the bench exactly. and pray no, that's you know, exactly for true. hours. That's exactly that would happen we in actually our had big old heavy altars. We yeah. come in. I remember going down and laying our oldest son Lynn on that altar right. and saying, right. "Okay, God, He's yours. I'm giving Him to right. you. I'm dedicating right. Him to you." Right. And uh, and so we'd we'd come to the altar for important things. And and I can remember many many a nights as as youth leader, I would literally go to church. I had my own key to the church, and so I'd just go unlock the church, go in, lock the door back again, not even turn the lights on. I'd just go down at the altar and pray. Right. Uh, and I'd pray for hours, and then so, sometimes I'd pray all night long. You know. And, and I was still going to school in high school back in those days. So I'd, you know, sometimes I'd get up just in time to go home, take a shower, and change clothes, and mm-hmm. get to get to church. But but prayer should be a backbone and a big part of That's our right. uh, uh, right. of our Christian life. And it's not just a gimme, 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 gimme. You know, uh, and, and and of course, Brother Hagen, who I dearly loved and was a personal friend, but was a prophet and a man of God and. And who I learned so much about faith from, uh, Brother Hagen would always preach on prayer, always teach always, on prayer. Always, and then always. in his latter years, uh, he would uh, he would have these uh, what he called Holy Ghost meetings, where he'd right. go to different churches, and uh, he'd always have uh, meetings in the morning and meetings at night. And the meetings were always, always on prayer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he wouldn't preach, but maybe thirty minutes and so. And mm-hmm. then he'd say, "Okay, now let's 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 finish out the rest of the service by in prayer." And he'd just have people get down right where they were in at their seat at their at their uh, where they were sitting, and just kneel down and just pray. 
And so I was in so many of those meetings with him when he did that. And, you know, it just prayer is a big deal. And, of course, uh, the thing about prayer is praying accurately and praying right. Right. Because the church has been raised. I mean, every denomination, Catholic, right. Methodist, Baptist, whatever, uh, been, just been raised just to pray these little religious prayers. Right. Or maybe even prayers we memorize. Yeah. You know, like, like you know... <laughs> Good, you know, good, good, good bread, good meat, good God, let's eat, you know, and, yeah. and just, but yet the Bible tells us very plainly, it says, uh, beware or don't get into vain and repetitious babblings. Yeah. And, and I've said for many years, I said, you know, if you're just going to pray the same thing at the meal every time, just father, thank you for this food. You know right. I mean? If you're just going to say the same thing, same thing, same, if it becomes a vain and a repetitious babbling, yeah. then it's obviously not doing you any good anymore. It needs to come out of your spirit Every time, and I, I've told people many times over the years, I said, you, you might as well just write, don't write it on a piece of paper, hang it on the wall, <laughs> and then when you sit down and eat, you just point to it and just right. save everybody a lot of time, just let God read it. But well, uh, and if you're not even excited about no. what you're praying, and you're it just and you rote. want and you want God to get excited right, about your exactly. prayer, when you're not even excited about it, don't count on yeah, God if being you're not, if you're excited. not listening and nobody else yeah, is listening. Else why is would listening. God be listening? But uh, we, we want to pray out of our spirit. That's and, right. and, you know, I really teach on this a lot in a series I've got called Blood Warriors. And uh, I talk about how that, how that uh, sometimes Christians start out speaking out of their spirit, right. which is the way it ought to always be. Right. And they hear something. Maybe I say something in the service. Maybe Brother Copeland says something in the service. Maybe Jerry Savelle says something in the service. Careful Dollar says something. Some, some preacher we're listening to, they say something. And it pricks your heart and it stirs you. And so you repeat that and you say that. And, and when they said it from the pulpit, they were saying it out of their spirit. Right. And when you said it the first time or, or 10 or 20, mm -hmm. you said it out of your spirit. It, it right. came right out of your spirit. But then after a while, it becomes rote. It just becomes a vain and repetitious babbling if right. you're not careful, if you don't watch out. And if you don't watch out, what happens is it started down in your spirit. And every time I'm, I'm saying spirit, y'all can, y'all can, Renee can test this. Every time I'm saying spirit, I'm, I'm putting my hands down here on my midsection. Right. Because that's where you, yes, that's you where are. your spirit man lives. Right. But it doesn't come out of your head up here in your head. It comes out down here in your spirit. But if we don't watch out after a time of saying it and saying it and saying it, we don't even think about it anymore. It bypasses our spirit and it jumps up here in our head and we just start saying it right out of right. our head instead right. of out of our spirit. Let me give you an example, and I, I need to make this real plain because if somebody just half, <laughs> half listens to this, they'll think I'm saying something bad about Brother Copeland, and that's not true at all. Right. Kenneth's one of my dear personal friends as well as a hero in the ministry and a prophet of God, but he's a good example of this because, you know, when Kenneth says stuff, it didn't come out of his head, man. I no. mean, it, you can tell when he says something, it comes right out of his spirit, right. but... He'll say something sometimes, and then he'll tell the crowd to say it. Boy, they say it. You tell them to say it again. They say it again. And then maybe the next uh, five or six months, you know, they'll just say that right out. Let me give you an example. Uh, uh, he's made the statement numbers of times, uh, uh, I'm blessed and highly favored. And, and Kenneth will say something like, by God, I'm blessed and highly favored of Almighty God. That's right. And you know when he says it, he's serious. It's coming serious. out of his spirit. It's not coming out of his head. Right. And then he tells us, now say that. And so we sit there and we say, I'm blessed and highly favored. And right. we say it again, I'm blessed and highly favored. Say it, I'm blessed and highly. And, and so we say that right out of our spirit. Right. And it excites heaven and it shakes hell. No, I mean, right. hell begins to tremble. Well, it's a but declaration. But then after a few months or so, it's, it somehow bypasses our head. It doesn't bypass Kenneth's head. I'm not talking about him now. I'm talking about us. It, it, it'll bypass our, our spirit and get right up into our head. 
And so we just start saying it like, I'll say, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'll see somebody at church and say, how you doing? And they'll say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. Wow, it's not like a parrot. Wow, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. And they don't even mean it anymore. They think they mean it. Right. They mentally assent that they mean it. But there's a difference in how they say it now after several months or years down the road as to how they started saying it when they first. Now, Kenneth hadn't changed. You, you go here, Kenneth, and he says it. You know, he's still serious. But it's coming right. right out of his spirit again. Right. But, but if you don't watch out, you let those things. A, a blood warrior won't let that happen. A blood warrior won't let that get out of their spirit up into their head and just become a parrot, just saying things by rote to where it becomes a vain and repetitious babbling. But we'll go to the Word and actually say something out of the Word. There's no reason for us to make up our own confessions. No, that's right. And when you've got 66 books that God's given us here in the Bible to tell us how to live on planet Earth, and and, and we can say what He said, just like we say what... Uh, Terry Myers said, or we say what Jerry Savelle said, or we say what Kenneth Copeland said, we say what God said. Right. There's no sense in us making up our own confession. I mean, we just go in the Word and find out what the Word says, and we begin to say that, and we begin to pray that, right. and we begin to confess that or declare that, right. and then we're saying the words of God Himself on the planet, and that's what we all refer to in the faith, Word of Faith message when we say confession. And we say, make your confession. Or pray We're the talking word. about making your declaration. Yeah. or pray the word. We're talking about go say what God said. Find don't don't go yeah. make up something on your own. Right. Go find what God said because we know that's blessed. Right. And we know that came from heaven. And so we say that same thing. And I think probably when most of us in the quote word of faith message or movement or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it back in the back in the late 60s and early 70s i think where we got a lot of that from was a precious and dear lady who's in heaven today by the name of billy adams that's right and uh, brother copeland kenneth copeland actually hired her that's when right. he got in the ministry because right. he knew he needed prayer and he had somebody to pray for him right. and he didn't want to just trust the church or the or the dear sister tutti frutti said i'll pray for you brother <laughs> copeland so he actually hired a lady to uh, pray for him, and her name was Billy Adams, and she was a friend of mine and a friend of yours. You yeah. even traveled with her for a while. Yes, I did. And she was a wonderful woman of God. And uh, so here he was paying her, I forget how much a yeah, month. Yeah, it was a thousand dollars. Something like a thousand dollars a month just to pray for just him. Five and days his, a week. Five days a week. Come and to his, the office. And his partners come to the office, had her own office, come there for no other purpose but to pray. Yeah. Now, you know, you don't want her coming and having coffee. I mean, no. she can have a cup of coffee during the day, but I'm talking, you don't want her just coming, going around right. to, talking to the staff, having a cup of coffee, right. this, and no, 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 no. Her job is to pray. But you know, it, it, it just didn't, it dawned on her really quickly that, dear Lord, I'm going to be here eight hours praying. I mean, how yeah. long does it take? Say, Lord bless Brother Copeland, Lord bless Gloria, Lord bless the kids. Yeah, no joke. Lord, Lord bless the partners, and then Lord bless Brother Copeland, Lord bless and Sister Gloria, Lord bless the kids, Lord bless the partners. I mean, you know, eight hours, she, she had to learn how to pray. Well, and she did, and she said that, that um, you know, she, she got in there and she realized, like you were saying, that she didn't really have the vocabulary. Uh-huh you know, to fill up that amount of time. Because you and I both know as Pentecostals, we grew up with people doing more begging sure, than they were. Sure. Oh, God, please. Oh, yeah. God, please. Oh, God, please let me. Lord, if you'll it just do this. Lord, isn't it amazing how we this. ask the Lord all the time, please let me, when he's already told us to do it? Yeah. And I, I, I in fact, Billy was the very first one that told me about Hosea 14, too. Oh, that that's a good one. When you go before the Lord... Take, take with, you with you words. words. And the take most obvious, words. I mean, if you're going to talk to the God of the universe, the words that would be the most obvious for you to take into his very throne room and presence 
would be the words he's already oh, written down on those pages. Take with you words. And so she said she began to read through the Psalms and she began to see how that those were David's prayers mm-hmm. for how he felt. Sure. And I and I've learned so much from that uh, for decades now, I guess over forty years, that that David, especially in some of those uh, prayers out of Psalm 121, 135, where David's like in every emotional state you can possibly sure, be in. Sure, he's up and down and around and, and in and out. And he's praying all these different things. And so, I've, uh, and Billy taught me scriptures on how to pray for my children. Psalm 1 was the very first psalm she told me how to pray oh, for David. sure, that's powerful. You know, and Blessed and just, is the man. Yeah, and just to pray over him and then, now you know, pray over the kids, pray over this, take, take these yeah, scriptures and, put, and pray and put, put Put that person's name in it. Oh, yeah. Where Psalms 1 says, blessed is a man, you'd pray, blessed is Dean Garner. I remember <laughs> you know? saying that to somebody in my Pentecostal church when I was all of 25 years old, and I was learning some of these things then later on. And and I said, well, I just put Dean's name in there. And they said, you can't do that. You know, they were so offended by the fact that we were actually going to use the word for something else than, than a preacher preaching a sermon for it, you know, right. that a lay person could use this. And I found began to find words, like you were saying, that gave me vocabulary to come into the presence of the Lord and actually validate um, my request before the Lord. I, I was good, just going to run through these because I, I want, like I said, Terry wants, we're going to pray, but I want Terry to lead out in this because I hear Terry pray over so many things and people that ask him for prayer, like the other night when we were in California and people came up and asked him to pray for their health and their healing. It was such a thorough prayer that covered every part of that physical ailment that that person had. And it was just so um, precise. It was specific. It was thorough. And of course it was in faith. And and then in your healing service, there were people healed. Oh yeah. And there were people delivered because there's a specific um, address that you make before the very throne sure. of God. And some of it's actually a prayer of what we call petition. Right, it Meaning is. you're asking God for you're something. You're petitioning God. the Lord right. for right. something. Right. But then it's also mixed in there with, with the prayer of of authority and dominion where right. you're you're Declaring. you're speaking to yeah. the situation. Right. If it's a sickness in the body, you're talking to that sickness. Or if it's a body part like the liver right. or the, the kidney, you're talking right. to right. the heart. You're talking to it. Right. You're speaking to it. Just like Jesus spoke to the fig tree. Exactly. You speak to the heart, speak to the liver, speak to the kidneys. Right. Uh, uh, you know, since you, you've known this forever because you're such good friends of mine and Jackie's, but then now that you travel with me right. in every meeting that I do, you hear these women, and well, and even men too, come up all the time and say, Brother Terry, we read Sister Jackie's book on supernatural childbirth, yeah, right. and we've had one baby, two babies, three babies, right. four babies, right. you know, right. uh, because of that. that I could, the doctor said we couldn't have babies, now I've got four, or, or, or I had all my babies without pain, or I had this, right. or I had that. You know, it's what we always call Jackie's babies. But see, th- those... Her 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 book, Supernatural Childbirth, is so full of scriptures, and there's is. even chapters saying, uh, "All right, here's here's a chapter dealing with miscarriage. Right. If if you've had some miscarriages, and the doctor said he thinks you're going to miscarry, get in this chapter here, and here's scriptures on miscarriage." And so we, we start getting words out of the Bible and, and categorizing, categorizing them, them to where we're speaking to a particular situation. So we've got the prayer of petition saying, right. Lord, I'm asking you to help right. here. Then the prayer of authority say, say, body, you will. 
You know, you will conceive. Right. My husband and I or my wife and I will come together in pure marital love and we, God will grant us conception. We will conceive and God will give us the baby that he desires and the baby that we desire. And body, you line up with this and you and you, you start you start this this uh, prayer of declaration right. and authority where you're, you're talking to your body yes, and ordering it around. And then when the baby actually gets in there, yeah. when, 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 when you have conception, yeah. then you start talking to it. Yeah, I tell people all the time, you know, I told people, you know, it's even there in Jackie's book. And I said, you know, you're, you're, the, you're that baby's mom and daddy. Tell it to mind you. Tell it, do you, it you don't have to wait till it's born to tell right, it to mind you. Right. You start telling it to mind you whenever it's in the, in the womb. I just want to give a commercial here, too, on that. I, Terry has mentioned, you know, two things in our product line that is so powerful, and that's his series on Blood Warriors and then Jackie's book on supernatural childbirth. I believe even if you're already, you know, in your 60s and you're you're through having babies, it would be so to your benefit on every level to get those two things and put yourself through about a 30-day transformation of how to pray, what to declare and take on a new job of being the watchman on the wall. Well, yeah. And get some new fire and vim and vigor in your life and begin to pray those scriptures because if it gives you a place of authority, prayer really is is probably the largest category and the total communication system of heaven to the believer. Sure. And it's what we do. Prayer is, is uh, like you said, it's a prayer of petition, prayer of intercession, prayer of binding and loosing, prayer of agreement. Uh, then you get over into areas where you're singing before the Lord, sure. your scriptures, you're declaring those statements sure. that we absolutely devil, you know, like Jesus did, like you taught the other night. Jesus did not pray over the sick. He either spoke to it. Right. And or laid hands on people right, at the right. same time. He did one of two one things. One of two things. Spoke to them or touched them. Or he, he did, did both of those things. Right. He spoke to them and touched them. And he wasn't begging God. He was commanding. He did more declarative. Sure. Commanding. Sure. Demanding prayers uh, or statements. And people need to know the difference that even when you go before the Lord and you take with you his word, that you're still not going to be a beggar. Right. There's going to be some things you're going to need to petition right, God right, for. Right, right. Then by the time you close that prayer, you need to declare how it's going to be sure. and what you're believing is going to happen by a statement of faith. Right. And then add your amen. And so if you're be praying it. with a prayer partner or with your husband or wife, then, yeah. then that goes into the prayer of agreement, agreement. where the word tells exactly. you that if two of you on earth agree is right. such one thing, right. it shall be so, it shall be done by the Father. So now you've added agreement to that. Exactly. And there's a there's a bond there. And I preach on that all the time in, you know, in, in churches about a threefold cord is hardly no, broken right. where two, one can put a thousand fly, two can put 10,000 right. fly. All right. those scriptures on agreement Agreement, where God always says, you know, come together. The more the the more the merrier. The, you know, no, that's right. Who's if you can one? get if you can get that many people together in agreement, as many as you can, and people saying the same thing. But you know, back to Jackie's book, Renee. There, there's even if you're not believing for babies anymore, there's so much scripture in no, there about right. other areas. I mean, when Jackie wrote that book, she put she crammed it full of scriptures. And, and, and in fact, there's a whole chapter that I just said, here's, here's scriptures that Terry and I use for various things. It's not even right. about childbirth. It's about money. It's about health. It's about marriage. It's about all kinds of right. things. And you just get the idea on how to pray. And then you see those, those categories where she said, pray against miscarriage or pray for a baby, this or pray for this or pray for that. You can see how I pray, how I go get a word, right. a scripture and start praying that scripture and declaring that scripture. So that, that book is just so good for everybody in every area. Well, that's what I think is so important. If people will get those two things, 
and uh, call our office and go online and purchase them and be very diligent to read that book in every scripture and then line it up, make your own concordance. That's what I did in the back of my Bible. Billy taught me to put scriptures in the back of my Bible where I had my own little concordance where I wrote about husband, children. And I was so amazed when she taught me how to pray over the weather, all the different scriptures. I have a great friend, a longtime friend. Um, She's in heaven now, but she was an ace first class prayer <laughs> on weather. <laughs> and yeah. she really learned how to master that. But I wanted to give you these scriptures real quickly. Then I want Terry and to... I don't, I, we may not even be able to finish that. We, we're, we're so excited about what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to run way out of time here. Uh-huh. But but I'm not sure we ever got back to what we saying about Billy but Adams. But but she literally taught us and, and a major part of the body of Christ, certainly the right. word of faith people, right. how to take scriptures from the Bible, exactly. apply it to your... Go go find That's a scripture, scripture that applies to you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like praying for your teeth. You know, you'd say, right. well, well, Billy, what about teeth? She'd say, well, the word says that my teeth are white as sheep coming up from the wash and perfectly yeah. matched, not one missing. You say, what? That's, well, that's, what it says. that's what it says yeah. in the Song of Solomon. My teeth are like yeah, well, yous, yeah. come from the washing. Yeah. They're all in pairs, and none of them are <laughs> yeah, missing. that's amplified. <laughs> and, and, and like, uh, what about children? Well, my children, disciples of the Lord, taught me obedient to the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed composure. You right. know, there was just, all of us can just quote those things because she taught us how to do that. But yet you don't want it to be rote. You don't want it to be no. uh, vain and repetitious babbling. You want to say, Father... My children, and name them, name them, my, my right. boy, my girl, my kids. my. Because you're doing battle over those you know, babies. Say, my children are disciples of the Lord. I declare it. I won't take less than that. I right. won't take no for an answer. By God, those kids are disciples of the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed That's composure. Right. When they go to school, they're not going to be scared. They're not going to be upset. They're not going to be confused. Great is their peace. Great is their peace. Great is their peace and undisturbed composure. I tell you, the teachers will say about them, oh, those are the calmest kids in the class. They're so undisturbed. Well, that's right. because you've declared that word over them. That's not just a road of, uh, my kids are blessed to the Lord. You know, great is their right. peace. Undisturbed. Oh, we're no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, we're blessed. Oh, we're blessed. Now they favor. No, no. Well, I no think, you say that out of your spirit. I think there's a, the difference in, in so many of us that got started is that I was so desperate to find blessing for my life and my children because my two babies were sick. Absolutely. And the same thing with you and Jackie. When you're in another country and you're having to believe God to put food on the table and support your family and do the work of God, there's a desperation in your prayer life that breeds such a commitment and a defiance against hell that you become... Out, you become a warrior, and you don't even mean to be. You start. No, you you right. have such such a anger sometimes in your praying right. because you realize that heaven, that hell wants to steal every single thing you have, right, right. and so it makes you, like you said, a blood warrior. And you know that because Jesus and said the thief comes, comes to, steal, to steal, kill, and destroy. So you and, know, you know yeah. that's his job. You here's, know, he's it's like do somebody that. coming up to your to your door to bring you a whole sack of groceries, and there's a thief standing at the door trying to grab it out of their sure, hand. Exactly. You know, I mean that's that's a picture I always got. But I want to just give these to you real quickly, and then this last scripture that I've had is when I want Terry to pray over you because Terry has a tremendous um, prayer and, and a way of praying over partners and partnership, your partnership with your church, your partnership with our ministry, your partnership with other ministries. Um, it's like an investment tool uh, that you, and you give tithes and you give offerings just like someone would invest in the stock market. This is your 
investment cash. Sure. And the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, you know, I've told people for years I'm like an investment broker that I I, I take your money around the world and invest it in Romania or India or Africa or wherever I see it's going to bring the biggest return for your money. And I invest it there, and you get the return back in souls. You get the return yeah. back in miracles and blind eyes the blessing open. Blessing of the Lord makes rich, Plus, right? you get the investment back financially because God multiplies your seeds. It's amazing. Well, let me give you these scriptures here. There's, we may have to do another one of these, but I want you to write this down. Zechariah 8.20. And if you don't get it, you can just re-listen to the podcast again or call our office. I'm going to have Hannah type these out, and we'll have them ready to give to people. Zechariah 8.20 and 21. It says that the people will come together from one city and another and they'll come together and they'll say let us go speedily to prayer And so that should speedily be to speedily, uh, like people in, Tulsa, people in Tulsa come together with people in Dallas and let us go speedily to prayer. We're you know, going to pray know, I've together. You know, I've had friends of mine say over the years, and you've even said this to me too, but a lot of times we'll be standing around, even in church, I'll be standing around with some preacher friends of mine, and somebody come up and say, Brother Terry, would you pray for so-and-so, so-and-so with cancer? Would you, right. you pray? You know, I just grab their hand right then and say, yeah. well, let's do it now. Let's do it right and, now. And I've had preachers do it now, say, do it now. Well, I, man, I didn't think he was going to pray now. I thought we'd pray later. You know, <laughs> I know, they're but, but let's startled. go speedily. They're startled from time to time. Let's get God involved right now. That's exactly right. Um, Psalm 56, tremendous prayer. Verse, it says, Then shall my enemies turn back in the day that I cry out. This I know, that God is for me. Amen. (laughs) That's such a day. When you cry out to God, this I know, God is for me. And then uh, Psalm 57, it says, I will cry to God most high who performs on my behalf and rewards me, who brings to pass his purposes for me and surely completes them. Oh, and that's, that's absolutely. A, when you go if before people the, pray these very scriptures you're talking yeah, about, it changes your life. It changes your life. It changes your... your think the think about your heaven brain. is getting involved <laughs> and yeah. being for you right. and giving them something to do on your behalf right. instead of them just sitting there listening to you say, good God, good meat, good good food, let's eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. And then um, I, I, I don't have time to give you the testimonies I've had on this one scripture in Psalm 65, verse 2. It says, it says O you who hear prayer, you who hear prayer, unto you shall all flesh come. Isn't that great? We serve, we have chosen the right God who is not, who will not discriminate towards uh, a soul that comes to him in faith, in prayer, he and in contrition. He has ears and can hear. He hears, he sees. <laughs> yeah, he's not just a, a dead mm-hmm. bunch of plaster sitting around yeah. the room somewhere. And then Psalm 109. Say that again. To you. Oh, you who hear prayer <laughs> unto you shall all flesh come. Can you imagine how God must feel when you start your prayer off saying, to you. Yes. <laughs> who hears all prayer. Dean used to say, God's mouth just waters when he thinks you're about to ask him no, for something. Right. And believe God, use your faith. That means get involved with his kingdom so that you're not just sitting around begging or pleading or, or you're somewhere over there crying and feeling sorry for yourself. You're actually going before the throne of God and you're asking him in faith. In faith. That makes all of, a he- all of heaven stand at attention. And then Psalm 109 says that all of my enemies are against me and all the people have risen up against me and says uh, for my goodness they've returned for my love they you know they have returned they've become my adversaries it says but 
I resort to prayer. <laughs> I resort to prayer. <laughs> that's just like they can do anything they want to, they but I've with, got the yep, upper hand. They come with all. I'm their, sorry. That's kind of like Elijah whenever all the prophets of Baal <laughs> cut themselves and yelled yeah, and screamed yeah. and did all the stuff they did, and Elijah just sat there, you know, twiddling his thumbs for a while, right. and finally he said, "Y'all through now? I'll uh, I'll take care of this." <laughs> Y'all have done everything you can possibly do. To, Maybe your God's to, asleep. Maybe he's gone on vacation. Isn't that funny? <laughs> But I mean, obviously, he's not hearing you, so y'all get out of the way, and I'll uh, I'll get God involved. I'll I'm, get Jehovah involved. I'm sure Elijah wasn't trying to be humorous at that time. No. But it is just hilarious, and, and from us looking backwards on that, how he mocked them in such sure. a bold way. And this is what that same scripture says here. This is actually, you know, a Psalm of David. He says, in return for my love, they are my adversaries, but I resort to prayer. I resort to and prayer. And I think that's such a profound thing. But over in Jeremiah 31. I'll do what you want to do, but I'm going to yeah, pray. Right. <laughs> and that just give. my goodness, God intends for us to have the upper hand, that's you right. know, on every single thing and have the solution to every single problem. But I'm going to read this last verse and then, then I want Terry to pray because this is so a picture to me of what Terry does as he prays for our partners and prays for uh, the different needs of both individuals and churches and then the um, outreach or the missions projects that he has. But Jeremiah 31, 9, this is such a profound scripture. And, and it, it, it really, you have to almost read the whole chapter to get the gist of it. But he says, he says, then shall they come with weeping in penitence and for joy, he says they are pouring out their prayers for the, and the Amplified uses that. In other words, it's going to be, they're, they're coming to pray for the future. It says pouring out their prayers for the future. I will lead them back. I will cause them to walk in streams of water and bring them in a straight way in which they will not stumble. For I am a father to Israel and to Ephraim. Israel is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, the word oh the Lord. you nations. <laughs> so I, I think this is much of what, in, in, in description, a very descriptive perspective of what Terry does in praying over prayers for the future, for meetings and for uh, outreach, missions projects, uh, everything that has to do with getting everything from all the financial material right down to hearts being turned, hearts being pricked. I, I think immediately of that little old witch doctor that there in, in Burma, oh, I believe yeah. it was, it, that had a white bird come and tell him to come to your yeah, meeting. Yeah. And, uh, had you a know, bird come tell him, go hear the man of God and do what he tells you to do. You know, intercessory prayer. Now that witch doctor saved, right. filled the Holy Ghost, I cast the devils out of him, and he's pastoring the church today. That's that's just startling, you know, and all that was wrought in prayer before you ever got oh, there, before no, you ever absolutely. got there. Um, Dean and I used to teach this in our church that people, it was so important that praying in tongues is the gateway to the supernatural. Sure. And the more you pray, you pray in tongues, you pray in English, you pray at Romans 8, the Holy Ghost is able to search out because he knows what's in the mind of God. He knows what he wants to bring up out of your spirit into your understanding. And so all of this is a marvelous way to really approach the 21st century and the end times is learning how to pray and That's learning right. how to pray uh, for the supernatural power of God to convict the hearts just, of people. And you just search the Bible right. for the will of God, what right. something God said that should go off like a 
like an, ex- <laughs> an explosive in you yeah, right, and say, right. dear God, I can pray that. Yeah, you know, and you it, and I were just preaching in Hawaii and, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and there at the hotel, we went out to the pool several days and, and laid in the sun. And, you know, I, I'm fair skinned. Right. And I tell you, when I was a boy, I mean, all my life, when I was a boy up to my teens, I, I didn't just burn Renee, I blistered. Right. And all my family knew it, everybody knew it, I knew it, we all believed it together, right. we all confessed right. it together. Right. The word says that where two of you agrees touching one thing, it's so we all agreed I was going to burn. Uh, if, if what you say with your mouth and believe in your heart is going to mm-hmm. come to pass, we all said it with our mouth and believed in our heart. I mean, I just ride in the back of the car just on a trip for two or three hours and just the sun coming in the back of the car. Which I'd get big, big water blisters on me. And and, uh, and then anytime I went to the beach, I mean, I'd just, just cook until uh-huh. until when I, I, I'd burn so bad that when I'd go in to take a shower in a day or two, the, 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 the water pressure would hit me at my neck and, and it'd penetrate the skin and go under my skin and, and come all the way down my back underneath my skin because all that's just burned skin. And then it'd pop out at my waist because my waist is where my bathing suit had been. So that skin was fresh and alive. It wasn't dead. And <laughs> that water would go into my neck and, and out at my waist. You know, well. just, but, but one day I was reading the Word. I was reading Psalms 121. And Psalms 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills and whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. And then it says this, And the Lord is my shade on my right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The, son, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and coming in from this time forth, even to evermore. And that hit me, dear God, the Lord is my shade right. on my right hand, and the sun shall not smite me by day. Amen. And I've prayed that ever since. From the time I was a teenager, all those years, Dean and I'd go fishing from Kent Sea to, you know, from Kent to Kent Sea. We'd be out on the water and Corpus Christi, Texas, or in here in Tulsa, or wherever else. I mean, we'd fish 16 hours in that mm. hot, blistering, mm. nasty, mean sun. And never never burn, never blister. You and I in Hawaii the other day out the pool, every time before you and I went outside, I prayed that scripture over. It said, the Lord is our shade on our right hand. The sun shall not smite us by day, nor the moon by night. And, you know, we just got out there and didn't, I'm not sure I even got a tan. You know, I'd been happy to have a tan, but uh, there was no burn whatsoever, no burn, no burn, no burn. You just find scriptures, and you come across a scripture, it'll prick your heart, and you say, man, I can pray that. I can pray that. That'll change my life. That'll help me. That'll bless me. That'll affect my kids. That'll affect my health. That'll affect my money. That'll affect my marriage. That'll affect this. You pray the word. Well, that's what it was written for. It was written for us to use in a daily, 24-7 manner, not just to read at funerals and weddings or preachers to preach on Sunday, but this, these words are supposed to be in our mouth all the time, creating the will of God in the earth. No, absolutely. So go ahead now and let's just pray over these wonderful folks and the believers that are investing in you their, know, every, their tithing, time, sure. their giving, their sowing. And we're going to believe it. Just pray one of those Holy Ghost prayers that you, you know, every pray. Every time early. we leave the house, we pray. Every time we we, leave, we, we, we get on an airplane, we pray. And, and Renee, one, one thing I'd like to say, too, is that every trip I've ever had, every crusade, I always, I say this all the time. I say, I ask partners to pray for us because I say, I, I always win the battle exactly. in prayer exactly. before I go. 
In other That's words, right. I'm going to get on my face here. I'm going I'm to get on my knees here. I'm going to declare the word here when I'm safe in the United States of America right. and I'm at home or in no, my office. Wisdom. And I'm going to declare what's going to happen when I get overseas. I'm not going to wait till I get overseas no, and the right. crisis come. I think, dear God, I better pray. No, 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 no. no. I'm going to pray before I ever go. And so yeah. I feel like the battle's won before I ever get there. It's like that witch doctor you said, you talked about a while ago, that one of those pastors came to me that morning and he said, but Terry, there's a witch doctor here. I said, it's okay. You because know, I'd already prayed. Right. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have to say, "Oh my God, there's a witch doctor here. I better pray." <laughs> you know, I said it's okay. He said, "No, no brother, Terry, right. he's a he's a he's a serious witch doctor. He's got he's got he's got six hundred students. He trains in the dark arts." I said, "It's okay. It's okay." Brother Terry, but he, he's here to disrupt the service. I said, I said, Pastor, it's okay. Yeah. Because I already know. You know, I already know I've won. I mean, I've already prayed. I've already dealt with this. I've already. Right. I, and then he told me again, but, but Brother Terry, I said, Pastor, it's not even fair. Right. I said, I could write this report before it ever happens. It's not even fair. I'm going to use the name of Jesus. He's going to lose. I'm going to win. It's not even fair. But I can tell you what the end result of this is because I've already walked this thing out in prayer. I've already done it in prayer. So when we go, you know, we're about to go to Malta. And uh, have a pastor's conference. We were already praying that thing through, praying for those pastors that are coming, right, praying right. for pastors that God will speak to them to come, pastors in Africa, pastors in Europe, that they'll come to the meetings, uh, praying praying for the finances, right. praying for our partners to give, our partners to pray, and uh, for us to just totally cover that, praying for our safety, praying for their safety. Next year we're going to, no, a, to, right. a, to a Muslim land. I'm not going to say which one right now or what the dates are because I don't want the bad guys to know. But uh, we're already praying over that. I'm already right. praying. That's and right. uh, they've been known to, to, to wear suicide vests and have explosives and go in and kill people. And uh, and we, we've been told it's dangerous. We've also been told if I'll come, there'll be 50,000 people. So we're going, but we're bathing that thing all the time in prayer, That's bathing right. it in prayer, bathing it in prayer. And so when it comes time to go, we'll just go walk out. And walk no, through right. what we've already prayed instead of getting there and say, oh, dear God, there's danger here. We better pray. No, 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 no. We, we, we pray up front. Father, in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. bless these listeners. That's right. Many of them are our partners, and yes, they, have, they have the absolute covenant right to get in on the blessings of God because they partner with <laughs> us. They right. pray for us. That's right. They send money to us. Thank they you, agree Lord. with us. And your word says in, in 1 Samuel 24, 30, that those that stay home by the stuff get the same reward right. as those that go down to battle. That's right. So as Renee and I go out to battle in Malta, and then in the spring we'll be in four nations in the South Pacific. Some of, some of those islands we're going to still have cannibals. Uh, we'll, we'll be, we, we, we're going to pray that thing through, and our partners are already That's praying right. for that. That's right. Believe in God. For Malta, believe in God for Fiji, for Samoa, glory, for New glory, Zealand, glory, for Vanuatu. Before we even get there, and then that Muslim land we're going to do the crusade. I'm praying already for fifty thousand people to be there, plus, and for the safety of God, the protection of God for every person. Not one hair of one head will be harmed or be be damaged. It will be safe. The money will be there. We'll pay for it all. We'll go safely and come back. And our partners have that right to get in on that blessing with us. So I pray for every partner. And then I pray for every listener, Lord, whether they're partners or not. They're listening to us today. And so I pray for the listener that the the anointing of God go into their ears and go into their heart and come out their mouth, that they're protected, that they're blessed, that they're ministered to, that this word will be alive in them. We've asked the Holy Spirit already before we we started this podcast today. We prayed for the listeners that the Holy Spirit would do three things, would turn the light on, that they'd see, and that that, that we had pricked their heart. Just like on the day of Pentecost, their hearts were 
prick when Peter preached and 3,000 were saved. And we've asked the Holy Spirit to move on their will. So move on their will today to move in closer to God, to pray more, to use the word of God on how to pray and in their prayer. And Father, we pray for them today that you bless them spirit, soul, body, family, finances, home and ministry, every area of their lives. You protect them and keep them and bless them and minister to them. And devil, I tell you, keep your hands off of them. We saturate them in the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of the covenant, the covenant of blood and declare they're protected. Their kids are protected. Their grandkids are protected. The blessings of God come upon them and follow them around. Settle upon them and they're blessed coming in and going out in the city and the field, the basket in the store. Blessings upon them. Citizens of the heavenly Safety upon them. In Jesus' name. And we thank you for it, Father. And we give you the glory, the honor, the praise, praise. the majesty, and dominion. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, in Lord. In Jesus' you name. You are El Shaddai, amen. the God that is amen. more amen. than amen. enough. Praise the Lord. Well, we bless you today. We've gone over a really long podcast, but we're believing God it's going to be a great... the longest one we've ever done. It's 46 <laughs> minutes. But we believe God it's going to bear a lot of fruit in your life and that you are able to begin to pray more. And begin to create more. Don't be a crisis-oriented prayer Christian. Wait. No, right. Don't wait till the problem arises to say, oh, we need to pray. You need to do it and have a lifetime of prayer. Go into the prayer business today and and be a, a business owner. <laughs> yeah, and and you hooked up with us in this 50th year right. of our ministry. We're expecting God to bless you. That's right. We've been doing this for 50 years. 50 and there's years. no quit in sight, no end in sight. And so just hook up with us and let's pray and let's believe God and let's take the name of Jesus to the world and pray that you receive the blessings for it in Jesus' name. That's right. That's right. I can't. I know there's a lot of you out there that have been given into the kingdom of God for 50 years. And that's a lot of seeds sown. Absolutely. And you've got a lot of crop coming. So don't give up on your seed and don't give up on the crop and don't give up on the ground you've sown into. Because we're believing God with you that we're, the body of Christ is going to leave here wealthy. And we're going to have done the work of God and succeeded at what God's called us to do. God bless you all. We're so glad you've listened. We're honored that you've been there and you've given us this time to speak into your heart. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Terry Mize Ministries podcast. And remember, we say from the word of God about you that you are more more than than conquerors. conquerors. We'll make our podcast next week from Montreal, Canada. Yes, we will. God bless you. Bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.